We're back. Hey, everybody. It's Kylie Gable, and welcome to another episode of the Feminization Boudoir Podcast. It's been an interesting month, but it is great to be back, and we have some great audio. Um, This week, we have Shayla Aspasia, and she's reading the fourth uh, book in my series about uh, my senior year of college, and that's the last one. So, There is a series for freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, and senior year. And she's been doing them forever now. And this is it. It's completely finished. So it's weird to to feel like, okay, this this is actually over. So um, I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, Next week, we're going to have Mistress DJ on. And she is going to be doing something a little different. She is reading a story by Pamela Harlow, who um, used to do a lot more writing for me. She still does a little bit, but she got busy doing a doctoral program. She's English, and so the writing is in, you know, British slang instead of American. So I think that's going to be interesting to hear um, her take on it. And she said it wasn't that hard to do. So I'm looking forward to that. But with this story, uh, Shayla's just been doing an amazing job going through my true experiences in college and just giving them a life of their own. So I am extremely grateful for her doing this with, with you know, with my story. Um, I hope you haven't missed me too much. I definitely have missed doing the podcast, although one thing I don't mind uh, not having for a while is another deadline. It is 8.16 now, and I'm just starting to work on this podcast, which I want to get up by, ni- by 9 or 10 o'clock at the latest. We'll see if that happens. So without further ado, here is Shayla Aspasia, and she is reading Graduating in Panties, Part 4. Graduating in Panties, Part 4. Written by Kylie Gable. Narrated by Shayla Aspasia. Amanda had just informed me that Doug would be asking me to his fraternity's spring formal. This would be awkward as hell, and I knew it, but I couldn't let on to Amanda. Instead, I cleared my throat, put on my best fake smile, and I replied to her, Well, Amanda, You know I can't say no. Of course I'll go. Of course you will, sissy. But I want to make sure you do your best. I want you to treat this like the prom you never had. He had some brothers who needed dates. So a lot of us will be there. We even found a date for Nicole. I just want you to know you have extra incentive to do a good job. Wendy wanted Nicole to get some experience with a boyfriend. And who was I to refuse? She grinned. Extra incentive? I asked. Well, If you do a good job, then you won't have to date Doug any longer, she said. Nicole can have some girlfriend time, 
instead. Oh, no, you want me to break up with Doug? I asked rhetorically, though I was glad that this long ordeal was soon to be over. Just make sure you're convincing, she warned me. When Doug asked me, I reacted like I had just been named Miss America. I could actually sense a little melancholy in him when he told me. I decided that his humiliation over having to take another dude to the big dance outweighed his relief at being through with me. I figured the same promise had to have already been made to him. He was a good-looking guy, and he'd find a real girl soon enough. But I think he liked the blowjobs for me and the lack of any actual responsibilities that came with having a girlfriend. The mistresses and Aaron worked on outfitting me. I hated that Aaron also had a date to the dance, especially because I knew the effect that seeing me in Doug's arms would have on her. Aaron and Deanna took me dress shopping. If this was a movie, this is where they'd play some perky song and we'd do a montage of me trying on dresses. But that isn't too far removed from what happened. I tried on dress after dress in all the contemporary and classic styles. They had to have known that some of the dresses, like the gold metallic sheath they had me try, would never work. Finally, I emerged from the dressing room in a silver halter dress that was a couple of inches above my knee. Oh yeah, exclaimed Deanna. Aaron, I think we have a winner. That does look great on her. Spin around, babe, instructed Aaron. That's the one. We'll get some matching shoes for her and some great sparkly earrings. Should we ask Amanda? asked Aaron. She trusts us, said Deanna. Besides, she looks amazing in that one. I think we'll get Monica to put her hair in a high updo, suggested Aaron. The day of the dance was a blur. Nicole, myself, and Aaron got ready at our apartment while the others got ready in their house. I didn't go to my own senior prom in high school, so I imagine this was as close to that feeling as you could get. The limousine stopped at the girls' place and picked up Wendy, Deanna, Amanda before coming to the apartment to get us. Sheila was sure to get a lot of pictures of Nicole and me making our way to the limo. The limo drove to Doug's frat house, which was buzzing with activity. I think the girls got a kick out of the fact that none of the brothers in the limo realized that Nicole and I were not what we appeared to be. Almost as soon as Doug entered the car, he was on me, kissing me deeply for the benefit of the girls watching. If we were going to succeed, it was going to require both of us. So I took his chin in my left hand and turned his face towards me, planting a big kiss on his lips. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't thinking, I said, as I took a handkerchief and began to clean the lipstick marks off of his face. Of course, I knew what I was doing. That's why I had the handkerchief at the ready. But I thought it was a nice touch. 
No worries, he said. I'd wear a little lipstick for you. The irony wasn't lost on me or the girls. Even Karen laughed at that one, confusing Doug's fraternity brothers, who didn't find the joke all that funny. There was a photographer there, and Amanda was sure that she got a picture of the two of us together, as well as one of me individually. Later, he snapped a picture of Doug and me, dancing with my head on his shoulder. All three pictures wound up framed in my apartment within two weeks. Honestly, it wasn't anything I hadn't been through freshman year at Deanna's softball dance. But it didn't make it less embarrassing. When we were at our table or among his fraternity brothers, we had to maintain our act. But on the dance floor, we could actually talk privately, so I didn't mind when he led me out to the dance floor. You look amazing, Kylie, he said, holding me tightly. I don't just mean for a guy either. There aren't many girls here who look as good as you. Thanks, I said, genuinely flattered. You clean up nice, too. It's been a really crazy three months, you know, he asked. I know. Sorry that I was used to blackmail you into it, I replied. It's okay. It hasn't been all that bad, he answered. Like when I dropped to my knees for you, I asked. Yeah, that for sure, he said honestly. But just being with you has been nice. I always knew where I stood with you. It made it a lot easier than dating girls usually is, where you're always guessing what they really want. Thanks, Doug. I can honestly say you're the best boyfriend I ever had. I joked. After this is over, you know, we could still go out from time to time, he said. This hit me like a freight train. He wasn't completely thrilled about breaking up, or at least he wanted to keep me until he landed something better. There was no way I'd date him any longer than I had to, but I at least felt obligated to let him down easy. That's really sweet, Doug. I've got a girlfriend, though, and I don't think she'd understand, I said softly. Yeah, I guess you're right. It was just a thought. I'm thrilled to actually get to date a woman again, he said. I know you are, I smiled, and kissed him on the cheek. I debated telling him what Amanda had told me about Nicole taking over my girlfriend responsibilities. But thought better of it. Later that night, I sucked him off one last time when we got back to the fraternity house. Nicole was doing the same to her date just across the hall. Wendy had a lot of fun with Nicole and Doug. Doug would never pass as a woman, but that didn't stop Wendy from having some fun at his expense. I'd see him coming by the apartment dressed very flamboyantly in women's blouses and slacks, trying to pass them off as men's clothing. Nicole told me that Doug learned to be quite good at giving blowjobs himself. I can't say I'm really surprised that Wendy went there. There were less than two months remaining in my college career. All the girls had various stresses, but the worst was Amanda. 
she was going to law school and with her heart set on the University of Michigan. She knew she needed to get at least a 170 on her LSAT to be assured of a spot. She got accepted in December, but for some reason, it only seemed to make her stress more. She was a student that always felt she was she was a student that always felt she did much worse than she did. I'm sure you've known the type. She had complained that she had flunked a test, only to smash the curve for everybody. She never really worked hard enough to be at the top of her class, but she was more than respectable B-plus student. She got her acceptance to U of M. She was constantly studying, and that made her cranky. Since she was cramming for the LSAT, she saved time by leaving me responsible for everything from making her meals to taking in her dry cleaning. There were a few times when she even left me hogtied to the floor while she studied, just so she could occasionally take a break and stare at my helpless form laid out in front of her. She also became hypercritical of my appearance. One night, while I was serving Amanda late dinner after law review class, I actually got through to her, enough to back down the next day. Kylie, when was the last time you painted your toenails? asked Amanda. Looking down at my crimson nails peeking through my open-toed shoes under my pantyhose. Well, they look sloppy, she said. Fix them tonight. I'll be checking in the morning. When was the last time you painted yours? I replied, irritated. Excuse me? Did you say something? She asked, intimidating me. No, nothing, I responded glumly. That's good, she responded sarcastically. Because I thought you might have been trying to compare us. You know you're much more feminine than I am. You're much more of a girly girl than I am. That's why I'm wearing shorts and a tank top and you're wearing a dress and heels. You know that, right? Yes, ma'am, I replied automatically. And why do you paint your toes, Kylie? She asked. Because I want to, I responded, looking down at my feet. And why do you want to, Kylie? She asked again. Because I want to be pretty, pretty princess, I responded. You know, you don't seem very enthusiastic about it, she said. Look, I just don't need the haughty attitude when I've been cooking for you all day, I said crossly. And I've never cooked for you, she responded. Yeah, you made me eat fettuccine and beef stroganoff. That was so gross, I answered. You do need your protein, you know, she said. Whatever, I answered. Look, I know about my status and yours, but a little kindness every once in a while would go a long way. Why should I be kind? You're my bitch and I'm your boss. That works for both of us. Not for me, I mumbled. And then dropped the subject. Sometimes talking to Amanda was a useless exercise. The next day, Amanda brought over lasagna, garlic bread, and a bottle of red wine. She would never admit that she was wrong, let alone that she felt bad about it. But this was the definition of a peace offering, 
and I gladly took it. Things were definitely getting a bit strange. We were all getting ready to separate, and we all were going on our own ways. While Amanda was crankier, Deanna seemed friendlier, and Sheila seemed to be getting an every last chance to humiliate me. Senior year actually had been harder on Sheila than anybody. She was very involved and very well liked at the sorority house, but so many of her friends were a year ahead of her, and they'd all be leaving her at once. That couldn't have been easy. Nicole and I had been inseparable when we first moved in together, but now we found ourselves passing like two ships in the night. Nicole was waitressing a lot now, and she had a boyfriend. Well, I was still seeing Nora, and of course, we had two different mistresses, with different demands of each of our time. Nicole and I were never what you'd call best friends, but we did have a common experience that very few people on the planet could possibly relate to. Our experience was the sort of thing that fiction writers like me would eventually write about. And when we had a complaint, an issue, or even a thought, the list of people we could share them with was small. Even the girls saw things from a different perspective. As our doms, well, we saw it from the sissy point of view. It wasn't until our senior year of college that our training could be deemed as complete. The two of us had managed to pass most of the tests the girls had thrown at us, whether we had wanted to or not. All of the fights over wearing women's lingerie, showering with each other, generally being intimate, and subjected to what we hereto believed unfathomable humiliations, were now finished. They weren't over because they had given up, but because we had. We had lost, and we had lost badly. Well, to be more precise, we had surrendered unconditionally. All that was left was bitching about it to each other because complaining to the girls usually didn't result in having lasagna and wine. It usually resulted in punishment. It was one of the last times when everybody was together so that we could amuse the mistresses with our mutual humiliation. Nicole and I sat demurely next to each other on the couch in the middle of the pink living room of our apartment. A giant print of Audrey Hepburn from the film Breakfast at Tiffany's dominated an entire wall of the living room. But that wasn't the only domination going on tonight. We sat on the couch holding each other's hands in our laps. I was wearing my sexiest red dress. It had flared sleeves and came to about mid-thigh, giving a great view of my black stockinged legs with a three-inch spiked-heeled sandals on my feet. Nicole was in a blue lace top, a black leather miniskirt, and on her feet were a pair of sexy black knee-high boots that had heels even higher and precarious than mine. All five of our mistresses were in attendance that night, and I had glimpsed at a small shopping bag in Sheila's hand. She didn't make any reference to it, but the six-foot-tall Amazon was as clever and devious as she was statuesque. My spidey senses told me she was up to no good. We had just spent the last 90 minutes playing Lady and the Tramp. If you don't remember, that game was a humiliating endeavor where Nicole and I were tied in a basic hog tie, 
But rather than laying on our stomachs, we placed resting on our haunches, facing each other. The local candy store, situated less than a mile from our campus, sold these peppermint sticks that were about eight inches long and the width of a human thumb. One of these candy sticks would be produced with one end in my mouth while the other was in Nicole's mouth. The two of us would then have to suck on the peppermint stick until it was all gone. This obviously meant that as we got further and further along, we would soon find ourselves face to face with our lips in contact as we sucked away on the candy. The image we created was rather like that of the lady and the tramp. When we each sucked on an end of the same piece of spaghetti in the film, if we became tired of kneeling, we could drop down onto our sides and suck that way. But that seemed even more degrading and humiliating, so we usually just stayed in the kneeling position. While we sucked away, the girls would make their usual rude comments, at calls, and generally did everything they could do to increase our embarrassment. While they lounged about, finishing off any beer in the fridge. We never could seem to keep beer for very long, sitting together on the couch while all the girls sat on chairs staring at us with eagerly expectant looks on their faces. We knew the evening's humiliation wasn't over by a long shot. I was out shopping yesterday, began Sheila. I actually had quite a good time, but you know, I think I spent more time looking at pretty things for you two than I did myself. Did you get us something when you were out shopping? inquired Nicole. Well, aren't you the greedy one, joked Sheila. It just so happens I did. My discomfort was pretty obvious. But we had been well trained, so I knew that I had no choice but to act girly and excited about any gifts. It was an early lesson I had learned the hard way during my freshman year. Oh, wow, you're always so thoughtful, I gushed. Relax, sunshine, she smirked. It's not like I got you a new dress or anything like that. It's just a little something you can both wear when you're in your boy drag. Instantly, I could see a look of relief spread across Nicole's face. I wasn't nearly so easily assuaged. So, what is it? With great fanfare, she slowly reached into her shopping bag and pulled out two matching pink t-shirts. Emblazing on the front in a rainbow-colored lodge font, I'm not gay. But my boyfriend is. I was mortified. But I knew that I would get in trouble for the slightest negative reaction to her generosity. Nicole couldn't stop himself from moaning loudly as soon as he saw them, causing all the girls to laugh. But fortunately, on this occasion, it didn't get him punished. Oh, I think the girls really like their new tops, said Karen. But I think they should try them on and let us know how extremely pleased they are. That's a great idea, agreed Deanna. Come on, get them on, you girls. Nicole and I looked down at the shirts, then dumbfoundedly across at each other. You want us to put them on here in front of you? What's the problem? We've all seen you in your underwear. 
You're decent, aren't you? You have your bra, panties on, right? Demanded Amanda. Of course, it's just... I'm wearing a dress, I said. Can I put it on over my dress? Don't be difficult, growled Amanda. Strip out of that dress right now. Your little thing is tiny enough that your panties will give you plenty of modesty. A short while later, we stood in front of them, clad in our humiliating new t-shirts. Nicole looked fine with her miniskirt, but I felt more exposed, if that was possible, in just my bikini panties. Okay, you two. Now hold both your hands to look deep and lovingly into each other's eyes. We need some pictures to commemorate this moment with your new tops, said Nicole's mistress, Wendy brandishing a digital camera. You can't see what's on our shirts if we're facing each other, I commented. Just do it, snapped Amanda. If I want your opinion, I'll give it to you. Now do as you're told, we quickly complied, and Wendy took lots of pictures of us staring at each other before Karen insisted we kiss. Our pictures followed with us French kissing, but again, they did nothing to show off the shirts. Finally, we both turned and smiled at the camera with one arm around the other in close loving pose, letting Wendy preserve the moment for eternity and my future acute embarrassment. As you know, the story continues after that, but in order to hear it, you have to make a trip over to Clips for Sale, or I believe Night Flirt as well, in the Miss Candy Apple account. Um, but uh, I just think Shayla does an amazing job with that story. Hard to believe that the college experience stories are over, but uh, I'm really proud of them and how they turned out. So next week, as I said before, we're going to have Mistress DJ reading one of Pamela Harlow's stories. And uh, good to be back. And I will be here next week. And I hope you will be too. Have a great week, everybody.